0: The Realm of Cuckoo Cat Welcome to the magical world of Queen Sassafras, supreme ruler of all cats. She was born in the faraway land of Persia, adored by all, her every whim attended to by the large gangly things known as humans. Humans. She walks among us on this planet merely because her beauty is so great it must be enjoyed by all. You must be very special to have received an invitation to enter her palace. But beware, you must come in quietly and take a chair in the corner, for you do not want to be banished. She rules this kingdom with a meow. That means many things that you are expected to know at all times. She begins her day by batting her servant about his face. And if he is laggardly, she will smosh the entire length of her body on top of the hole that he breathes from. This always gets a quick reaction. Hey, stop that sassy, you cuckoo cat. But he gets up and stares at her. She stares back with a look that says, Food, now. And then licks her paw to promptly dispatch him upon his duties. Presently he returns and she plunks to the ground to inspect the placement of her dish. All seems well until she notices that the dish is slightly lacking in its usual amount of nourishment. She eyes the disheveled, yawning thing and loudly meows her disapproval. Oh, sassy, came the voice of her other servant, this one slightly shorter than the disheveled creature, her voice softer, more pleasant. Why must everything be a thing, Sassy? Because she's a cuckoo cat, tall and gruff said to Soft Voice. Sassafras decided to let the remark pass her, as her meal was far more important than the grumblings of the human, who should feel special that he is even allowed to lie upon the cushy thing. It was only because she was, for the most part, and according to whim, a benevolent supreme cat. But his impertinence would not be forgotten. She lapped down her entire meal and then returned to lick her other paw before slowly ambling to the front of the closed door where Tall and Gruff went, And after three satisfying rotations, she planted herself there for her after-waking-up nap. And that was where she was when Tall and Gruff exited through the doorway and promptly fell over her. Well she had warned him what might happen if he did not bring her satisfactory proportions in her after-waking-up food bowl. "'One of these days,' tall and gruff grumbled as he righted himself, near a hard thing with a bright thing that tipped precariously until he caught it. soft voice chuckled, "'You know you love her.'" tall, gruff, and now wet, replied, Most days. He rubbed a fluffy, mat-like thing on his head. Sassafras recalled napping upon it the night before and depositing her hair, which may have been why the bothersome human said, My towel is full of Sassy's hair. Again, soft voice chuckled. I think she's mad at you. When is she not mad at me? Always knowing her cue, Sassafras jumped onto the bed and nudged Soft Voice from the cushy thing so she could prepare for her next nap. She allowed Soft Voice to pet her and promptly dozed off. When she awoke, She stretched languidly and used a small square thing to scratch her back upon, before expertly and with incredible grace and agility jumping down to the spongy pile upon the floor. She then ambled to the room next to her sleeping space and peered in. All sorts of weird-looking animals danced upon the walls, "'and jiggly things cascaded from the ceiling. "'Of course, the jiggly thing was the only enjoyable thing in this room "'and clearly put there for her pleasure. "'So she sprang to the top of a square-open-topped thing "'whose perimeter she walked before jumping down into it.' Barely missing the squirmy blob that was laying upon a smaller cushy thing. Squirmy blob gurgled and giggled as though it had any right. Sassafras flicked her tail at it, but it only made more babbling noises. She was contemplating sitting on its round, squishy middle, so as to better access the jiggly thing above it, when a small, shrill voice shouted from the open portal, Mommy, Sassy is in Henry's crib, again! Then, small and shrill came into the room and dared to try to remove Sassafras, who Of course, move nimbly out of reach while still swatting at the jiggly thing. Small and shrill smiled at the squirmy blob, but Sassafras's stomach rumbled and she needed Soft Voice to feed her. Meow, she promptly complained as Soft Voice entered the room, stopping momentarily to pet her on the head. ''Protecting the baby, are you, Sassafras?'' she chuckled. Small and shrill pointed to the jiggly thing. ''Sassy ruined another one of Henry's toys, Mommy.'' Soft voice put her arm around Small and shrill and said, ''Sassy doesn't mean any harm. She's just been trying to find her way since Henry was born.'' Henry was born two years ago. Small and shrill pointed out, <laughs> You know, Sassy's never been good with changes, have you, girl? Sassafras wove in and out between soft voices, long stems, and then plopped upon the five lumps at the bottom of the stems and let out another long and begrieved me. Ow! I know, you and Henry can have breakfast together, she promised, hauling squirmy blob from the square thing and heading out the door. In the large, magical place where all food existed, Sassafras hopped on top of the tall, upright thing that, when opened, produced milk, and when left open, she would explore. It had many interesting sniffs, and if occasionally she knocked an insignificant item out of the way, so be it. But purveying the milk was not necessary, as she spotted a bowl with a few interesting objects floating in it, which reminded her of her daily stop into Small and Shrill's room for other interesting floating objects. Sassafras hopped over a black thing that Tall and Gruff was always standing at in the morning when he was yawning, and then she dashed across a squishy rectangular object and heard it hitting the floor. But that was not her concern. The milk beckoned her. Just then, Tall and Gruff came in and stepped upon the squishy rectangular object that dropped on the floor. Well, there goes the bread. Soft voice chuckled. There's more in the upper cabinet. Cuckoo Cat is drinking out of my cereal bowl, Tall and Gruff then said. Soft voice tickled Sassafras under her chin. She likes sugary milk. Sassafras licked the inner rim of the bowl and then decided to whack her tail, as her tail was a separate entity that sometimes needed to be put in its place. Sassafras decided to doze on the counter, ignoring all attempts to shoo her from her spot. She only awoke as the squirmy blob was tossing globs from his high perch onto the floor. Of course, these globs were meant for Sassafras, who ate those and what was left under squirmy blob's stumps, which made squirmy blob squeak. It was annoying, and so Sassafras went in search of the item. Or items, rather, that were a necessary part of her afternoon regiment. She sauntered into Small and Shrill's room, and there it was, perched on top of another dark square thing in front of the clear thing that allowed her to survey the outer realm of her vast kingdom. Sassafras hopped on top of the dark square thing, not to look out at her kingdom, but to eye the two golden blurs dashing to and fro in a watery bowl. Small and shrill referred to the creatures as Maisie and Moxie. What foolish identities for these specks. In Sassafras's world, they were lunch and dinner, and as she dunked a paw into the blurry orb, she was sure they knew. Sassy! Small and shrill shrieked. The tone was so annoying, Sassafras jumped down and sauntered towards the door, but paused to look back and let lunch and dinner no, she would be returning the following day. She spent a few moments in the long, slim outer area, swatting at a thing with many legs dangling in a corner until she grew bored of its sticky coil and hopped into a closet full of fluffy mats like the one tall and Grub gruff rubbed himself with every morning after he exited the wet place. She kneaded the top mat with her paws and did a single twirl before settling down, thinking that later she would prowl the green sprigs that lay in the outer realm and perhaps curl up in her smaller palace that for some reason always had a shaggy thing on four legs that knew no other word but Woof. It only took the barest swat of her paw to get Woof to depart. With that pleasurable thought, she fell fast asleep. When she awoke, Shadows had fallen. Each day, this phenomenon made her pause, as it was a surprising thing when it happened. Her musings were interrupted when she heard soft voice coming from Squirmy Blob's room. Sassafras meandered in. Ah, it was that time when the world would hear the tale of how great, and magnificent Sassafras was. Soft Voice did this every night and it met with her approval. Sassafras jumped into Soft Voice's lap and then leapt to a knobby upper perch to take her spot to listen to the exciting story of Queen Sassafras. When Soft Voice was finished, Tall and Gruff came in as he did every night, and lifted Sassafras gently from her perch and carted her into the sleeping chamber and laid her on the cushy thing. And as he left, tall and gruff murmured, Good night, cuckoo cat. We love you. And if a cat could smile, Sassafras certainly did.